All right, so appreciate you guys hopping on. The monumental episode here. I, this is the first episode, episode two. First episode where I have two guests. First episode on the road. So seeing as we're here in Madison, big work day tomorrow. And we're losing an hour of sleep. So really appreciate you guys taking the time. I realized that actually. Daylight savings, yeah. Jump ahead or jump behind, I'm not sure which one exactly. But again, really appreciate it because you guys have been kind of around since like the inception of this project. I remember Peter, I think I called you towards the end of like January or early February when I had this idea. Early in the morning too, I think. I just got done with the workout, called you and I said, like, hey, I have this idea, what do you think? You gave me some feedback. Uh, you said it'd be a good idea. Um, probably just some feedback that I wanted to hear, but hopefully this, this transpires into something, something cool. And Isaiah, on our way to Eau Claire, our, our long trip to Eau Claire. Great drive. Great drive. Among Great many of our conversations, yeah. this was one of them. Yeah. So I was pumped to, ha- pumped to have you guys here. So I want to start with a little bit of background. Peter, Downers Grove native, Downers Grove South High School stand out in baseball. Um, Division two pitcher at Lewis University in Romeoville, Illinois. And now you're an area scout with Prep Baseball Report. And Isaiah Glendale, Wisconsin, Nicolet High School. Baseball and basketball stand out. So we'll get into some some basketball stuff stuff later. But I wanna ask you guys, when was the first time you, if you can recall, picked up a baseball and also, when did you start to actually enjoy the sport? Like, realize that you, you liked playing? Um, it was pretty young. I was probably, I mean, I was always, like, throwing stuff around the house. Like, there's home videos of just, like, me as a kid just, like, throwing objects around. So I've always, like, just had a natural draw, like, drawing to throwing, I guess. Just, like. I was always pretty good at it, had a good arm, um, but I didn't start playing organized baseball until I was seven years old. I didn't play t-ball. I just went into, like, coach pitch. Um, and then, yeah, it's, I was always had a good arm, obviously, but I didn't actually start pitching, like, well until I was maybe, like, nine or so. I would always warm up. Like, the first year we were allowed to throw was, like, when we were, like, pitched to each other. It was coach pitch, and then, like, then we could pitch. And it was, uh, I don't know, maybe eight years old. I would warm up really hard, like, try and, like, show off the arm. But then the second a kid got in the box, I would lob it because I didn't want to hit him. (laughs) And so I had to, like, deal with that for, like, a year. And then I finally was just like, F it, I'm just going to throw hard. And then I kind of took off in, like, the I am a pitcher now, like, mentality where that's probably nine years old is when I like figured out that I want to like pitch and I actually enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I'm kind of the same lines with Pete here. Um, I, I mean, I was like, I can't remember the first time I picked, I played baseball. I mean, I played t-ball. My dad was a big sports guy. So we, I, mean, I played every single sport there was when I was young. And then I kind of figured out that baseball and basketball were like my two ones I actually like wanted to play. Like I would always, yeah, I mean, again, I would always just like, just throw like throw a baseball. I'd love to just play catch all the time, and then 
I would say I was in like little league and like of course everyone would hit and like I was a pretty solid hitter. I mean little league wise, but uh, I didn't really realize that I was like wanted to be a pitcher, um, probably until like my sophomore junior year of high school. Um, like if I, I don't for me it was like whenever you become like a, a PO like you would, it was like oh you're just not good at anything else and like I never I always thought I was like better at hitting than I actually was, so it's kind of like a mental thing for me. But then, like, I realized, like, I, like, I always threw the ball hard. I had no clue where it was going. But I was, like, I always threw it hard. And, uh, yeah, like, junior, sophomore, junior of high school is when I was, like, okay, probably not going to go to college to be a hitter. So let's kind of focus in on pitching. You can hit whenever you want. But kind of that's when I started really getting into, like, pitching mechanics, different type of pitches and all that stuff. But, yeah. So – Played little league, played kind of youth. What what was the state of baseball? Maybe not even baseball, but just athletics then. I think it's kind of changed and developed over the years. So, what was kind of the mentality? I feel like back then, you know, when I you know playing sports growing up, I never really thought. You know, you had idols, you had people that you wanted to be maybe, but. It was never, okay, this is the attack plan to get there. I feel like now it's somewhat like that, where you start, you almost have this, this plan of attack. What was the state? What was your kind of mindset? Was it just fun? Yeah, so I remember uh, when I – so I never – like, I always loved baseball, and I wanted to play it, but, like, I never played – I didn't play on a travel team until that my – like, I think it was freshman or sophomore year of high school. And I remember I tried out, and the coach there was like, I think, I, again, I threw a ball, like, pretty somewhat hard back then. And the coach was like, you know, uh, he came up to me right after the trial, and he was like, yeah, you know, we're going to get you – if you come here, we're going to get you – you're going to play college. I was like – and, like, hearing that, I was like – I never thought that I could do it. Just, like, you just you, – you, like, college is, like, a big step from, like, you know, just playing, like, normal, like, high school travel ball and, like, college, like D1 college or, like – you never, I don't know, I just never thought of myself like that. So then, like, that, so with my freshman sophomore was when I really realized, like, hey, we could actually do something, like, you know, get school paid for, maybe, you know, who knows what after that, too. So, yeah, I would say the freshman sophomore is when I really realized, and then, like, but, like, now, like, but, like, you, there really, like there's seventh graders who are committing to these school like, back then, like, that never happened. Like, I committed early, like, my junior year of high school, and, like, now kids are committing, they're, they don't even know where they're going to high school yet, and they're already committed to colleges. What's it's like? It's a legit business now. Not, like not back then. It was more just like I had just had fun. I was good, and then kind of just it happened. But like now, it's like if you don't do it, then you're like a failure. I guess I don't know. It's kind of weird, but yeah, I don't know if you have anything to say. No, I mean, I always kind of had high expectations for myself. Like I always knew I was going to play in college. I always thought I would like make it to the MLB. It wasn't like I wanted to. It's like I like knew like was going to. What made you so confident? Because I was just better than everyone. When did you realize that? When did you realize? When I um. I mean that came off that came off really arrogant, but it was like in little league. Like obviously every little league had like that one kid that like threw yeah. absolute gas and like everyone was scared of, and I guess. I, there was like I would say in, in our league there was like three of us that were like that, and so just having people like 
pumped me up, I guess, at that young age. Like, everyone was scared of me. They all told me that. So, like, I knew, like, okay, I must be pretty good at this then. So, like, I, I always, like, wanted to be a baseball player. I remember I'd be, like, in the yard throwing against my pitch back. You know, my neighbor comes home from work. Hey, Mrs. Lambert, how hard do you think I'm going to throw someday? Like, 100? She's <laughs> like, ah, maybe 98. And I was obviously never got up that high, but it was, like, I always had, like, and there was never a doubt that I like I wasn't gonna do it. It just kind of just figured it would happen eventually. But I didn't actually start. That was kind of just like the unre- not even unrealistic, I guess, but like the dream without any thought behind it. Um, I would say I didn't. S- I started taking it serious in about oh serious, you know, as as serious as a fifth grader can take it because I was in fifth grade. I started playing travel ball for the first time. And, like, up until then, it was all fun. Like, it was just with the boys, like, just hanging out. Then I joined a travel team that was – we were all still friends, but, like, the head coach, um, like, we were really competitive. And he was maybe one of the best coaches I've ever had from fifth through eighth grade um, on the Hinsdale Cobras. That's what we were called. Just, like, a one-age group team, no, like, organization, just one group. We went all the way through to eighth grade. Um, Mr. Rafferty was the coach. I thought he was a great coach because he was hard on us, especially like me at times, but it was with good reason. Um, He was getting us ready for the next level. That was like the first thing he told us and our parents was he's going to get us ready for high school. And he absolutely did that. Like he better than I think a lot of the kids – these days coming up now, like he prepped us better than I'm seeing a lot of these kids getting prepped just with like the, the tough love and like, I mean, just really well coached. Like we were a well uh, coached team as well. He played at TCU. So like he knew his stuff, like he's a very good coach, but yeah, that was kind of when I started like the change kind of flipped from like little league to travel ball and then high school, I obviously – I didn't, like, touch a weight room until college. But that's, like, the other difference nowadays is just the training regimens these kids are on. They're all throwing – yeah, I mean, 90 nowadays is, like, nothing. nothing. Yeah, but – 90 back then, that was, like – That was, like, a huge – He was throwing 90 in high school. You're like, okay, this guy's going to throw. He's going to be the best player I ever play baseball. <laughs> huge deal, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't become a PO till sophomore year, I think. I – played third base and I sucked at it so I told my coach to stop putting me at third base (laughs) but yeah I mean yeah it wasn't it was more of like a just throw and just kind of just grow into myself not really like train type of deal yeah it's different now for sure like like even like the facilities too nowadays like they have like these like multi-million dollar weight rooms with like the most insane setups you've ever had. Like, I we tra- when I was in high school, we trained in a garage, pretty much like a my the person that owned it like worked for like some company, and we had like a little corner of the garage, and it was literally just like we put some turf down. We had two batting cages, one pitching mound, and like a little rest area, and that's literally all we had. But now these places have like just sixteen weight racks, like every single kind of machine you could ever think of. It's crazy, actually. Now it is. It's crazy. So now you guys, you guys are moving into high school, and I don't want to get too much into the recruiting process for reasons we've spoken offline about it. I think there's a number of reasons why. I, I, it's different for everyone. 
Um, you know, everyone wants different things, and then when you ask people about it, you often get the the stock answers uh, on why they selected a, a certain yeah. school. But I think you both have some unique experiences with the recruiting process. And Peter, I know a big thing for you, one thing that you've highlighted is grades. I know that was kind of a big component and maybe swayed some things one way or another during that recruiting process. What was it about grades that maybe if grades were you know, a different story, if they weren't, you know, didn't come into play, you'd, your collegiate career would have happened elsewhere other than Lewis University. Right. So for me, my grades was an issue just like, I was never stupid. I just didn't see the importance in like trying, which was looking back really silly because my travel team coach in high school now, I was with long shots baseball. I remember when I first made the team, he talked to us about the importance of our grades, and I kind of just, like, rolled my eyes and zoned out, just like how I'm sure a lot of kids now, when I tell them about grades, that's what they do, but, like, they'll realize one day that, like, how important they are. I literally was not eligible to play Division One baseball because my GPA. At, I think back when it was, when I was in high school, I think you had to have a 2.3 or a 2.5. Yeah, I had a two flat, so I could not play Division One even if I, well, I obviously did want to. But, I mean, even with that being said, I still had, you know, like right when um, the the first day, like a school could contact you, which was like the, my junior summer going into senior year. I, I remember my voicemail was like, not blowing up, but it was getting, I was getting some calls, like, schools that I never, never even heard of at the time. Like I had Gonzaga, like we, we talked about briefly, Creighton, I had to look these schools up. I didn't even know where they were. Mm -hmm. And then like Tennessee Martin, which was a division one in Tennessee, which is actually a school I went on a visit to and got offered, despite not even being eligible to play there, <laughs> <laughs> which didn't make, I don't know, whatever. But besides the point, I was fully um, just negligent to the grades basically and did not understand or realize the importance until it was too late and I was completely like 99.9% gonna go the JUCO route I was about to commit to Heartland I remember like having the talk with my parents of like I think I'm gonna go to Heartland like I just went and got offered I really like it they turn players out to division one programs left and right like it's their job because it is their job yeah. um and so I was like, man, I really want to go there. And then Lewis, I remember, they came and watched me throw in the state. Um, it was summer state for uh, the summer state tournament. And they called me after, asked if I want to come for a visit. And I remember not wanting to go. And I wasn't going to go, actually, because I was set on um, – like juco basically at this point my mom's like no just go just go visit i was like all right mom whatever i'll go and obviously ended up really liking it they i liked the coaching staff a lot i liked the idea of playing a lot which i think is very important that kids need to understand now is to go where you're wanted and where you're going to play because i remember when i was at uh, my visit for utm 
I'm sure it's not the same coach anymore, but right after he offered me, he just kind of looked at me and he was like, well, there's your division one offer. Like, it was just like trying to like flex the D one on you. Whereas I went to Lewis and they were just like so fired up that I was there. Mm -hmm. I was like, this feels different here. Like, I really like this. And that was kind of the, the way that I got sucked into Lewis, I guess. Like, I just loved how close it was too, because I, I really wanted my parents to come visit or watch me play. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, I would have not expected. If you would have told me that I was going to go to Lewis like my junior year, I would have been like, no way. What do you, what do you say to, to kids right now or to players right now who aren't taking their, their grades as serious yeah. because of maybe the, the state that baseball or even youth athletics in general is they they might think okay as long as I have my my game right that'll take yeah. care of itself I mean I guess you could get drafted if you're that good but not many of you kids are you baseball, know, realistically yeah yeah but even scouts will like look at your grades even if you're not going to college it's like this kid's lazy this kid's not going to work hard for us like Grades are so important just because it keeps open the amount of schools that can talk to you. And if you're throwing 90, but you got a 2.5, and Buddy over there is throwing 90, or even like 88, but he's got like a 4, guess what? They're going to probably go after him because he can, he's for sure not going to be ineligible at any point. He's going to be able to play right away. Hard worker because he has good grades. They could probably throw him some money academically. And so, like, there's just all these factors that go into it with grades that kids don't realize and that I didn't realize until it was too late. Yeah. Isaiah, I know you had some, some unique things going on with your recruiting process. You were a – was basketball ever? But, like, so, no, basketball for me, I, 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 just, it was, I just loved that. I loved to play basketball so much. And, like, I was never the most, like, athletic person, like, nothing like that. But, like. I don't know if it's going to sound cocky, but, like, there was just, like, I just, like, could, like, slow the game down. Like, I would just, like, see things happen. Like, there was definitely people on my team that were a hell of a lot more, hell of a lot more athletic than I was, for sure. And, like, they would just, like, do the dumbest things I've ever seen. I'm like, like, and I, I was always, just always had, like, a knack for just kind of finding the right spots, finding the right guy to pass through, just something like that. But, again, like, I was never, I'm not an athletic, super athletic person, but I was a three-point shooter, yes. In high school, but in basketball, it was never. I had, I think, I, one school tried to reach out to me after one high school game, but that was kind of too late. That was already like when I was like, okay, it's baseball, baseball or nothing, basically. So I kind of just, I never really responded to that. But I feel like I could have played somewhere. I mean, if I wanted to play basketball, I could have played somewhere. Nothing, nothing crazy, but like a, a very small school. But yeah. So I read a, a Q and A you did with PBR. Yeah. Yeah. Asking about your recruiting process, yeah. and and one thing you you had mentioned was the word pressure. What pressure yeah. did you feel? Because you eventually went on and you committed to Bradley and yeah. pitched there. But yeah. what what was it about? Was it schools contacting you, having to make a decision, the timeline? Yeah. Like what what was it for you that that? It was more just kind of like. Me thinking like, hey, I'm gonna be at the school for at l for four years. Like, I I don't want it to suck. I don't want to be the guy that transfers like you know from school to school every single year. Like, 
it was me just kind of looking for pretty much like a home, to be honest. And I was really just nervous of like, just like finding that school. Like I didn't know, and so I wanted to, like, I just wanted to make the right choice. And I think I did make the right choice, as weird as it does sound. But like, like some of my, like the friends I have that I met at Bradley, literally, like they will, they're my best friends I've ever made in my life. Like that's what, like, that was like a big thing. Like it was, I was just so nervous of just like making the wrong decision and then, you know, having to, tell my parents, like, hey, I want to transfer, and then having to go through the transfer portal and all that stuff, and just, like, and, like, not liking my first year of college and, like, wasting those four Because, like, everyone says those four years are, like, your most fun years of your life. Like, just wasting one of those years, not having fun. Um, and it was just me, yeah. I just wanted to find a home, and I think I did. Um, but, yeah, it was, I, was just, I was just so scared of, and, like, making, like, also making it early, too. Like, I made it in the, back then, it was, like, early-ish. And I was, yeah, just kind of nervous about it for the, in that kind of sense. Now going into college, you're at Bradley University, you're at Lewis. Compare and contrast your, like, a day-to-day -day responsibilities, what your, your days look like, a typical day for a Division One, Division Two player, facilities different, locations different. What... What were what were some of the things you guys um, did that did to, like not together but did um, you know com commonalities yeah, there yeah. and and what differed? Uh, yeah, so a normal day at Bradley, you know, we'd wake up at we'd have lifts at it kind of depended on between it's between five thirty and seven thirty we'd have workouts in the morning and we worked out at. So we have this big, like, athletic building kind of thing. It's like, it was like the women's basketball team plays, but, like, underneath, like, underground, there's a bunch of, like, that's where our weight room was. We had a locker room there, uh, like, trainers and all that stuff. That's where they were at. So we'd wake up between anywhere from 5.30 to 7.30. We'd lift there for hour, hour and a half. Um, and then, like, depending on, like, my class schedule, I would go to class right after or I would go take a nap. Uh, and then either do school or just kind of be at home hanging out until like 2, 2.30. And then we have to drive to like our, we had uh, Louisville Slugger Dome. We would practice there because we didn't have anything on campus for us. So we had to drive there uh, and then yeah, practice from 3, 3.30 till like 6.30ish, I would say. Then after that, kind of clean up the place. We would probably get out there till 7, 7.30. And then, yeah, after that, um, not really do much. Just kind of get back, try to get homework done as much as you can just because you're beat after the day and then pretty much wake up the next day do it all over. I don't know. Pretty – every day was pretty much the same for the most part besides just class schedules. Yeah, our days were not as consistent, I would say, or at least differing from, like, year to year. Yeah. Like, we didn't have, like – we would wake up, or I guess – I would wake up, um, go to school, and then there was, like, we had, like, shifts almost on when we would lift. We had, like, multiple lift groups throughout the day. So that would be according to, like, your class, yeah, the, yeah. Like, the time. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, but yeah. And so, like, I would go to a class or two and then lift. And then so my first two years, I lived at home, uh, so, like, 25 minutes away. So it was a little too far to, like, go back and forth. So I would just be at on campus a lot. The first, I mean, really all four years, but mainly like the first two. Um, 
so I'd be like hanging out somewhere. We played ping pong a lot. That was like our go-to. Um, so it'd be like, yeah, yeah, we were we were pretty good. We were pretty rowdy, but um, yeah, like go to class, lift, um, get some homework done, ping pong, eat, and then practice from like three o'clock or so to like anywhere from four to six. Like it would vary on what we were doing that day, but. I thought you just give me like a crazy no, no, no. look. <laughs> um, so yeah, then after that we really didn't have to do much. We didn't have to like the pitchers would usually get out a few minutes before, so we got kind of lucky. We didn't have to like clean up anything. So we had to wait. Our yeah, coach just our coach let us go. No, it was sweet. No. Um, We're a team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then yeah, then I, you know, would grab food with the teammates in the dining hall or go home watch a movie with my roommate or something. Um, so yeah, it's a little different, but I think this question is appropriate seeing as I have two pitchers in here. Is there anything better than being in the bullpen on a day off, on an off day, a day where you're not throwing? And talk to me about about being in in a bullpen where you guys don't have any you know responsibilities for that given day. Yeah, I think the best feeling in the world is the day after you shove it up someone's ass. I love it. And then you're in the bullpen, you get to the field, you go for your run, and then you get back. It's a run? Huh? Yeah, like a 20 minute run. Like, yeah, the day after, oh yeah. That's messed up. A start? No, we would would go lift at the opposing team's like workout place. No, I'm saying like we're at the field already. I know, we would lift then. Oh, no, so our, um, our routine, for like the group that threw that day before, we would go on a campus run. Really? So we would go run around these campuses. I don't know if it was like us that kind of started that or the coach. It's kind of cool though. And it was sweet. Yeah, we it was got to, sick. Yeah, we got to see the campuses yeah. and stuff, and we'd like pick out our favorite. We have like routes that we'd go to and like just explore some cool spots. But yeah, I think there's nothing better than like getting back from that campus run, throwing in a little lip, and <laughs> sitting in the bullpen and just like yeah. just watch the team that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna agree. That's all I'm gonna say. We would, all we would, we would, have, we would just lift after we weren't doing run. We weren't, we weren't really big on running. Uh, we would just go and like it was like a very easy lift. Like not, it was nothing. It was more just like kind of get those muscles going again. Like we would do. It was a lot of like arm stuff and then like like hips, legs, like all that. Like just like a it was pretty much a full body workout, but just kind of. Like getting those muscles ready, I guess, or like I don't, I don't know. Really, to be honest, I don't know what why we did it, but it kind of worked out, I guess. I don't know. I think sports has taken all of us to like pretty cool places. I know Peter played the Cape Cod League, uh, kind of the what what what's seen as the the mecca of summer leagues. Isaiah, what what experiences did you have, maybe in summer leagues, or maybe just in general yeah. with with sports, and what yeah. are, what are some cool um, places that you've been to? I mean, like, just baseball has taken me. I've been to every. I've been to so many states because of baseball. Just like, like seeing, like, not even just like me, like playing, but just like me love, like me and my family like loving just baseball in general. Like, we would travel. We would travel when I was when we were younger. My my brothers and I, we would just, we would go all around. Just literally just go watch a uh, MLB game, stay in a hotel one night, and then like go back home. Like we, we did that all the time. But then like in college, like. 
we played like Georgia Tech, like seeing the campus like that and like a field like that, we're like, like we're nothing. But not like not like in that kind of way. We ended up winning the game, but like seeing something like that, like we would go put a bunch of just like like minor league parks, like just seeing stuff like that, and like even we played at a minor league park and like seeing those guys, like they're the best players from like what like what they're trying to get there they are at where we're trying to get every single one on our team and like seeing them like every single day and like we would like like yeah we came close with like not close but like talkative with like some of these guys who just like they're so just chill but they're like also just insane at baseball like it's just I met so many cool people through the game like people that like are just so not I don't want to say like big time I guess but like yeah, I mean, the big time is the best word I can think, but, like, they just add, they're so normal, and you just, you never think about that. Like, just meeting people, seeing these new places, like, it's just, it's unreal. It really, it really was, especially, like, through college, like, even now, too, like, so, like, just, if I didn't play baseball in college, I wouldn't be where I am now. And, like, today, like, today, got to slide down the Brewers slide. <laughs> like, like, I've never, I've, like, if you asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, oh, that would be the coolest thing in my life, but, yeah, let me know when that happens, and it really happened few hours ago so or more than a few but yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I guess starting like my first summer that I played uh in college which was a local league and it was with the DuPage Hounds and that was like maybe the most fun I had in the summer just because we were all like dudes that we just like grew up not grew up but like We've all known each other. A lot of us have known each other since, like, high school. And so we were just all on the same team again, like, reunited and just, like, beating teams. It was just fun. Um, and then my next two summers, I played in the Northwoods and lacrosse. And then the summer after that was the first half was the Northwoods and lacrosse again. And then the second half was Cape Cod. And, yeah, I mean, the Northwoods was kind of like a – like a holy crap moment when I got there because everyone kind of knew the Northwoods and it was like this... Pres- like, That's when it was like becoming pretty That big was when it was like too. a big time yeah. league. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like prestigious. Yeah, so like, holy, sh- holy crap, can I compete there? Um, and like lacrosse was... Um, we would get a lot of fans. I think we were second in the whole... Le- Madison. Le- Madison was the only team. Yeah, they, had, they were the only team with more yeah. attendance than us and we would average like anywhere from, I don't know, two to four thousand a game which like for me coming from a hundred from like the, on a good day yeah it was just like what am i doing yeah, here yeah. and like of course my first game was like fourth of july so we had fireworks after so it was like <laughs> six thousand people there and so like i was just like holy crap i kind of hope i don't pitch tonight <laughs> and uh but i settled in eventually um and to where i just fell in love with just like going to the stadium like we'd have a game at like six we'd get there at like noon just to work, get extra work in. And it was just sick because you're at the field all yeah, day. Yeah. It was like a stadium all day. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just fell in love with that. And then Cape Cod was a lot different. Um, Northwoods is a grueling schedule, and they do that on purpose to make it, like, a minor league schedule, which I liked, you know, because that's busy. But that had to be a grind. It was a grind for sure, but it was a fun grind. Like, we yeah. got really close with the guys. Oh, yeah. Um, and my host family was amazing. I had the same host family both times. And it was just like I had the best setup by far. I had a hot a jacuzzi in my bathroom, pool in the backyard. Yeah, it was sick. Um, but 
and the family, they were just top tier as well. They were just awesome. But uh, Cape Cod, so I was actually, so the first half of the summer, I was in the Northwoods, and then I hit a pin. This was going into my senior year. So I was in the Northwoods. Um, I kind of had to talk my way into going there with my coach because he didn't want me to go at all because I'd already thrown, like, over 70 innings that spring. And I was even getting advised from um, a former – I don't think he's – he's still with the Giants, I believe, but he's not that area anymore. He was telling me, like, um, I don't think you should go. I think you should stay home and work with this guy named Ryan Quigley. Um with a local team, just pitch with them. And I was like, yeah, I really want to go, though. So, like, I went. They're like, okay, fine. Do whatever you want, man. Like, it's your life. <laughs> so I went. And I came back, and I was working with Quigs a little bit, pitching for the Joliet Dirtbags. Um, and I was just laying in bed one day, and my coach called me. He's like, hey, Pete, um, do you want to go to Cape Cod? <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, I just got a call from their pitching coach asking if you want to come down and pitch. And I was like, Yes, like that's been like my dream for a long time. So like it all happened so quick. I just got on a plane like the next day or two, and I was there, and just it was kind of like boom, boom, boom. I'm just at the field yeah. watching ninety five, just like every single pitch. every every kid, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. every no one was, was under. Unreal. Yeah, unreal. it was. It was like the Northwoods was obviously really talented, and that was like taking me back just watching that. But then Cape Cod was just totally like. I mean, it's different. Yeah, it's just different there. Yeah, and I was like holy cow like this is amazing like you playing at high school fields basically with like it's a packed house so it's like a super sectional game every day because yeah, it's yeah. like a high school field but there's like a million people there mm-hmm. um and just the whole vibe you know it's like it kind of brings you back to like your roots a little bit like you're on like you're just with the boys playing some good baseball, good baseball yeah, yeah, yeah on like a on an old like a crappy little field <laughs> like nothing special about it but it's just like Special for that reason, I think. Not even just because it's, like, the best players in the country there. It's, like, there's just something different about it's it. It's, more, like... More for, like, a game. And just it's, like, America. Like a, it's, like, like, a business kind Yeah, of, it's, know? like, this is America. Like, a s- yeah. July night, just, like, out at the park, just watching some good baseball. Like, that was kind of the, the difference. And it was a more relaxed, like, schedule as well. Um, we had off days every week, whereas Northwoods, I think we had like two off days the whole summer yeah so yeah it was definitely a different schedule but um yeah i mean obviously talent wise it was just unbelievable there was multiple first rounders all i mean i think on my team alone we had a couple um and then just like draft picks up and down the whole league obviously and like literally didn't see a pitch under 90 except for <clears throat> the kid that won uh, reliever of the year, he was topping out at like 87, but he had like the best slider you've ever seen in your life. And dudes were coming back to the dugout being like, man, it looks like he's throwing a pool cue ball at you because there's no, you can't see anything. The spin's like that high. And he was the slowest arm we saw. And he was the reliever of the year. I kind of want to touch on some ball too again. I didn't really bring it up, but yeah, my freshman year, uh, I played in the Ohio Valley League OVL. Play with the in Paducah, Kentucky, very small town, and it was more just like for me to get like kind of like just the pitch basically. And I kind of went in there not knowing what to expect. I had a, like a friend or two friends that played there, so it was fun. Like, but like they didn't really like kind of made me feel like scared about it. And like it was my first time. Like I was I was eight hours away from Milwaukee, like 
first time being that far away from home for like an extended period of time, I was like, I don't know how this is going to like, what's going to happen. Like, and I, I've never heard about the Ohio Valley, like this random league. And I remember I went in there and it was, I like, so Paducah, very small town. So, and the Paducah Chiefs, the team I played for, that was like their thing. And like the first game, I remember, I've never pitched in front of more people in my life. Like it, I remember I got, I, it was, I relieved, I think I closed the game. Or something like that. And I remember I was, I got up there. I was like, okay, I don't know how, what is going to happen here. Like, there, I don't know, I don't know a number, but like, it was like a, this super old minor league park. Like, not a lot of stands, but like, it was full. It was full. There's people down the lines. I'm like, people were cheering. I think it was a close game, too. And like, it was my first like summer league game. And I was, I was so nervous getting up on that mound. It was, it was, it was, it was by far the most people ever pitched against in my life. Or pitch in front of him in my life. <laughs> and I, so it was, but like, and then I think I, like, I think I did pretty well. I think we got out of like, uh, I think we won, ended up winning the game. And I was like, that was sick. And then, like, the, all the teams that we would play would just be, like, kind of, not, not, they would just be, like, high school fields. And it kind of, like, just brought us, like, brought me back to, like, you know, it's just a game. And just kind of, like, that was that was my best the best I've pitched, probably in my life to be honest. Um, I because I was just like having fun again, not like thinking about it, just going out there pitching, you know. And then like me and like we all like we all I think our team got like pretty close. Um, like we just had like you know I'd, we'd play a game, you know, go to someone's house, hang out, have fun, and then like we do the same thing over again the next day. Like when we when we had like our off days, but we we probably played six games a week. I would say. Like, we wouldn't practice ever, but, like, when you got that off day, it was just, we would all meet up somewhere, you know, grab food, you know, do whatever, like, go out, whatever, whatever it was. And it was, it was so, it was, that, that summer, I remember, it was so much fun. And we would play at these just gross fields. Like, these fields you'd, like, even when I was in high school, if you played them, you're like, what am I playing on? But, like, we didn't even, like, think about it at the time. We are just like, oh, just here for another game, just going to play some baseball. And it was it, it that summer was it was a blast. My freshman year, I remember that. It was so much fun. I got a little bit. Of okay, fun. yeah. The Northwoods, <laughs> the Northwoods, like those fans take it so seriously. Yeah. There, that you are their like team. Like we would like, like sign like we sign autographs. I'm like, yeah, and, same. Like, I'm like, it just, was like, like this normal part. Like it's, I'm not good at baseball. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm not that guy. We <laughs> had like I'd be like idle. Like, yeah. Everyone chill here. So, yeah, like, you were, like, walking around town. Like, yeah. you were, like, famous. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. people would, like, buy you food. If you're wearing, yeah. like, in between, like, we'd have, like, time between, like, BP and the game, like, get food. Yeah. You're in Subway. It's, oh, my God, you're... <laughs> they'd buy you a sandwich. Like, it's so funny. In, in uniform? Were you... Were you yeah. In, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, like, I wore, like, a We'd do it on shirt. purpose. On purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like... a broke boy college. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, signing autographs for kids. We had... Yeah grown men with scrapbooks of us yeah and like they want you to sign it and like me like i wasn't like i mean we had like dudes from sec like Corey lee um with the astros now he's a first rounder a couple of years ago we had dudes like that you know and then it was like me from lewis just like <laughs> i mean i pitched a lot i was one of the main starters so like they knew me there but like i just didn't feel like it's not imposter syndrome, but it was just like, me? Yeah. It was like, really? Like, yeah. I don't know. I go to Lewis. Like, 
<laughs> so, but no, it was sweet. Like the kids look up to you for sure. Like, cool. yeah, really cool. there was days where like, um, we would go to like the local, it must've been like a daycare or something cause they weren't in school, but it was like, hang out with the logger yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, we'd just go hang out. I was playing with like four, four year olds. It's like me and another teammate were just like, all right. That's like, like the thing with like the slow yeah. lacrosse. Like, I mean, it's not, it's like, it's not small, but it's not like big. So yeah. Like, they have like, they need, a, they need something to like, yeah. Kind of lock into and like, yeah. And they love the loggers. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny. Yeah. It's really funny. It was actually, it was <laughs> sick. Like they really cared a lot about like the team where like the yeah. atmosphere was like not stressful by any means, but like my last game I pitched was like, I think our last home game. Um, yeah, my first summer there, I threw our last home game. I believe there was over 7,000 people there. Yeah. And I was just like, just looking around. Like, I look back, I, like, in the moment, I didn't really notice it, but like, looking back at the video, it was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, looking at all those people there, yeah. like, that suit actually care about the game. Like, you know, you go to a game, it's like a group of people, like, a lot of people, like, don't actually care. They're yeah, just like, just they're just there to have a good time. Now, yeah. These people are. They're locked, locked in. in. It's like, like it's a thing for like those small town Sun Bowls yeah. teams. Like they they're like ride or die. It's weird. Yeah, like it's, more it's than the not Brewers. weird, but like it's just it's like, not weird. Yeah, yeah. You're like okay, like it's different for them. It's yeah. it's, it's something you're not used to. Yeah, yeah, which I get it. Like if we're their only team, then like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, yeah, it was definitely cool. I mean, my some I mean, even like the teams we played against too, like. There was always, it was like we had like rivalries in like a summer like, and like we would just we'd be chilling like hanging out in the bullpen, and these fans would just be like, yelling at us, screaming at us for like, hey guys, we're all we're just you know we're just trying to play some baseball, and like these like these these people are just yelling at you, cussing you out. You're like, okay, like I guess it's different, and that kind of fires you up before you go out and pitch too. You're like, okay, like. F these guys, but like it it is it was my summer ball. It was it was wild. It was definitely like a. I wasn't used to it one bit. Not people caring like baseball like that. And it was it was like I loved it. I loved it so much. It was so cool. Pete, I'm glad you reminded me. I need you to sign my scrapbook once we're <laughs> once we're done with this. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's crazy to think like the the places that sports has oh, yeah. taken all of us, even myself, wrestling in high school, wrestling in massive convention centers yeah. with like you know, I wrestled in the freshman sophomore state tournament twice. Also in high school, going to South Carolina for baseball, getting out of the cold weather for spring break. We went to Panama City Beach, oh, yeah. Florida, my senior year, and it was, you know, my high school coach took us down there. It was, I think it, was, it had to have been late March, and my coach, it was college spring break at the time, too. And my, you know, we're, we're seniors, right? We're seniors, <laughs> juniors, seniors yeah. in, in high school, you know, 16, 17 you know, I don't think any of us had turned 18 yet, but my coach did not know what he, he got us into. Yeah, yeah. He did not know. Like, we saw the stuff that was going on on the beach, did not let us go on the beach. <laughs> um, and, of course, we went on the beach when, yeah, he, wasn't, yeah. when, he, wasn't, uh, when he wasn't watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hope everyone experiences that through whatever they do, whether it's art, comedy, music, us through sports. You mentioned it, Brewers. Shout out Vinny Rotino getting us down the, the Bernie Brewer slide. That's really cool. So all those experiences, I think, you know, really stand out. Those are things that I know you guys will tell your, you know, family and kids yeah, about one day. Yeah. So many things. <laughs> you, you brought it up um, 
nerves. Yeah. I know you have a distinct experience yeah. playing in college where, you know, coach, not, we're not name dropping, no, but no. something was said to you that the way you perceived it, for lack of a better term, rattled you a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And can you... Yeah, so it didn't that? really, like... That was not where it started, you know? So, like, I would say it kind of started when I got to college. So, like, that's kind of what I realized. So, back in high school, you know, I was, like, go through the... Mo- not go through the motions, but, like, I could just, like, go out there, pitch, not think about it. And I, I don't want to be, like arrogant here but i would be the best like i was just like it just, just the best <laughs> no well like i would just like i would i would just go out there pitch i would pitch <laughs> pitch well and, like i wouldn't have to think about it i would just like do it and it like that's what i i was just so used to that and then in college all these guys like these guys were all the best players at their schools their best players on the travel team and and then like i'm gonna be honest when i like got to college i was like okay there's no need i should not be here like i'm not it's not me, like, I'm not that, I'm not that good at baseball, like, I've seen, you've seen these guys, they're, like, 95 miles an hour with, like, you know, plus pitches, and, like, do whatever they want with the baseball, I'm, like, and I'm here throwing max 92, that's on a very good day, like, and just, like, you know, try my best to spot out pitches and stuff like that, and it was just, it was me overthinking everything, that was, it's always been my problem, like, especially in college, it was really bad, just, like, I got on a mound, and, like, I would, like, even, like, the day before, I would throw, like, the best bullpen of my life. Like, you know, no, there's no pressure to it. And then I would be good. And then I would just get on mound with, like, a, with a batter in and, like, in live pitching. And just, I just couldn't, there was just something in my head that I would just start overthinking everything. It's, like, mechanics, like, what this pitch is going to do. Like, oh, like, think about the counts and all that stuff. I'm, like. Now realizing, like, that at the time, I thought that's, like, what you had to do. Like, you know, like, you know, the coaches always say, like, oh, you got, like, you got to, like, think about, like, like the count, like, think about that. But, like, it's not what helped me. I just need to go out there and just throw this baseball. Think yeah, think less. Like, when I overthink, like, it's just, it gets, something, something goes wrong. And it definitely hurt my college career, I would say. Um... But, like, I think it was a good thing, to be honest, because, like, now I realize that, like, if I went through college, you know, pitched 20 innings a year, like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, just, you know, wasn't good enough. But, like, I do think I was good. I was definitely good enough to be there, but I would just overthink, like, before every single pitch, like, there was a thousand thoughts going through my brain. And that's not, it's not the way it should be, to be honest. Like, like for you, like, you you did well in college. Like, you didn't think about when you pitched. Yeah, but like, but then, yeah, so like, there was a time where a coach said something that really rattled me before my first outing ever in college. And that wasn't like the start, that wasn't about the start of it by any means, but like, it just like hearing something like that, you're like, I get what he was like trying to do, trying to like fire me up. But like, for me personally, that's not the way I needed it to be. It was, but like, no, there's no, again, there's no like, I don't like, I hate this coach at all by any means. Like I see him all the time now and we're very, we're very close, but like, that's just not what I needed. I needed more of like a, Hey, you're good. Just calm down, get out there and just pitch. Like, you know how to pitch. And it's not what he said, honestly, but it's also on me too, for just like, just my bright brain was just so 
just like rattled just like from seeing the talent like from it was like an imposter syndrome like i don't think i should be here to be honest how would you handle it differently today if you today? took the knowledge you had today and can apply it back then yeah what would um you've done differently so my junior year we had a new pitching coach in college and he was kind of just like the guy like he, he pretty much said just I remember the first we, the first day he ever coached me i flew, i threw a flat ground and it was i mean it was the best like it was amazing like i was hitting every spot like snapping off some he called them snapdragons snapping off some curveballs uh like i would throw a changeup which i could never never do in my life <laughs> like it was unreal and like so he knew that it was like in there He's kind of he had to like figure out a way to unlock it and like and i think he did and then covid happened and then that's and then yeah and then covid kind of just messed every like I, of course with the whole world but it messed everything up with college you know how it all is and then so yeah so that was the last that was my last my junior year was my last year of playing college baseball but i wish i had him longer because i think it would have been better he was still like a not like a dick i don't want to say but like he was still hard on you but like he knew when to be hard on you and when to like okay calm down everything's fine just lock it in and you'll be good so he, he had a good feel for like that kind of part i would say but yeah definitely like the mental thing just just not, I wasn't just, wasn't confident in myself, to be honest. Like, I don't know. It's, like, kind of tough to say now. Like, and I realized it, I was like, it took me a while to realize it after. Like, after I was done playing baseball. It took me a while to be like, hey. Like, I, like I, I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I was good. Yeah, I didn't think I was good enough to be in college, to be honest. And kind of messed with me, both, like, mentally, obviously. Physically, just like not. I knew I wasn't pitching my. I knew I didn't pitch my best I could have when I was in college, mm -hmm. and yeah, just kind of. I wish I could have like realized it earlier. Um, I just thought I was like there, you know, just to like be there. Like I thought I was like one of the guys that just, you know, didn't pan out, and uh, um, it just didn't pan out, you know. But I would get my four years in. You'd be done with baseball after that, and then yeah, but. I definitely was good enough to be there. Like now, now I'm very confident in like myself and my like yeah. game. Yeah, I, I, we know. We know, how, <laughs> we know how Isaiah loves himself. Some some Isaiah. I do, I do, and I'm very confident. Like I, like I wish I could go back. You know, those five, six, whatever, six years ago. I think now I don't even know how old I am, and just be like, hey, go out there and throw a baseball. Like you know how to throw a baseball. We'll be good. But yeah. You yeah. To say. yeah, no, so my college career actually didn't start off how I had thought it would or, like, how my coaches thought it would. I mean, I came in, I was immediately in the rotation as a freshman, which was, like, what they told me I would be, which was part of the reason I was going there. Um, and then we're down in Florida. We're f playing Finley in Ohio. I got beef with Finley <laughs> because of the, like this and the next time I faced him. But first batter of the game, well, I was really nervous. First of all, first co yeah. first college start, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's you got butterflies, right? And very then like first batter strike him out. Okay, second batter strike him out. I was like, all right, I think I can do this. <laughs> and I remember my coach like looked at like the other coach. He was like, yeah, like yeah. we got our guy. And then <laughs> next pitch. Swing and bunt, single. I was like, oh, we we contact, whatever. Next pitch, home run. I was like, oh, yeah, whoa. Yeah. 
And then I think I gave up another home run. I gave up like four runs in four innings or so. Like not the worst, but like it was an awakening. I was like, whoa. Like, yeah. And then I kind of struggled, was up and down like that whole year in and out of the rotation. Um, and then sophomore year comes around in the rotation to start the year again. Had like two just like the worst starts of all time. Like seven runs in like three innings. To like the point where like we thought they had our signs, which like <laughs> I don't know if we were just trying to like make ourselves feel better, but like this team was like just teeing off on all of us. Every not even just like me, like everyone, and it was like just terrible. And then I faced Finley again the next, like my next start, gave up like five runs and in five innings or something. So Finley had my number, but yeah. And then the, right after that game, I had a conversation with my coach. He, we were in Florida. He called me down from the condo and we just had a talk. He's like, and looking back on it, I like, I know what he was trying to do. He basically was just like, you need to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Like you were supposed to be our guy. Like I'm starting to give up on you. And he, he had that like really like hit me when he said that. I was almost like, I didn't show it obviously then, but like I got up in the condo and I was like, I called my mom. I was like, he just said he's like giving up on me. Like I was almost in like tears. I might've actually cried. Like I was like, what is going on? And then I might've given up like five runs the rest of the year after that. And then just like the next couple of years I was, or yeah, junior year. Yeah, so the next like two years then I was just like really solid for them just a nice rotation arm but that was like the it didn't start the way I thought it would and it was weird yeah you so used to like shoving mm -hmm. just, like, especially in like this my high school like the conference we were in yeah respectfully we want we were just <laughs> way better than everybody like we went 69 and 3 in four years like that just shouldn't happen That's a great 30, 36 and 0 in two years on varsity like that just shouldn't happen yeah yeah like so, I was just used to throwing balls down the middle, getting them to swing yeah. and miss. Can't do that in college, obviously. No matter what level you're at, yeah. No matter what level you're at, like this was Division Two, and these dudes were. Still, I don't I think Division's up BS. Well, no, right? Like especially, I shouldn't say especially. Like high level D two, which is like the GLVC, there's a million just bounce backs from D one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's D one dudes like all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, it did not, career did not start the way I thought it was going to. And then, like, I mean, my coach even told me after the fact, he's like, that's all I was trying to get out of you was just, like, that little bit of fire. Like, I wanted you. I don't mean to interrupt. Like, no. I ask questions, but yeah. do you think him saying that to you was the reason why you started to shove? Or was it more just, like, you want to be better? Like just not even without him saying that. Like, do you think? Yeah. Like, do you think that? Do you think him saying that was the big reason why, or was it just you, kind of just figuring out when, it, like, you know? I think it was a little bit of both. I don't think I'm not gonna like say that's the reason why, but it definitely made me wanna. I was like, fuck you. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do good now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't yeah. know. I honestly think I just kind of just started doing better. Like, I was yeah. never. It was just such like weird like. I never really got, like, rocked until that – I mean, that first game of the year, I got absolutely blasted. But, like, yeah. the next game, like, I didn't pitch bad against Finley. 
It was just like un- one of those unfortunate. Literally like yeah. eleven hits that were just all like forty three miles an hour exit velo. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah, just yeah, a bunch yeah. of yeah. like which no excuses. Like I gave up a lot of runs, but like just it's like unfortunate things. I was making yeah. some good pitches. It just shit didn't go my way. Yeah. Um, that was ever that happens every single yeah. And then I don't know stuff just really went my way the rest of that year, and then just kept developing like that next year that's summer after that's when I went to Northwoods developed there faced some really good hitters had more confidence came back did really well went to Northwoods Cape Cod had even more confidence came back did well and just kind of all played into each other I think that's super important that you guys both share those experiences because things work for different people different players and there's no textbook or cookie cutter way for what works for a certain player. And, you know, uh, it, we talk about it a lot, and not we, but it's talked about a lot that this next generation is soft. And is it soft? Is it not? It's not for me to decide. And I hate having those conversations because yeah, yeah. that conversation will always take a turn depending on who you're talking to. Uh, yeah, it's gonna I do not like, I, I do not like having those, those yeah. conversations. It's not for me to decide. But there is something to be said about the way coaches can tailor their message towards certain players, and I think that's a sign towards a great coach. Okay, yeah. I, know what, I know what makes this guy tick. I know what makes that guy tick. Yeah. And being able to adjust and adapt. I mean, I don't want to, like, take a coach's side. I'm not taking anyone's side, but, like, in baseball, you have 35 guys on a roster. I think it is 35, something, something like that. And, like, trying to tailor to every single player, like, I can't imagine what that has to be like for a coach. Never try, I've, I've, I coach, like, high school kids. I would just be there, like, setting a lineup, you know, telling people when to go and when to come out. But, like, it wasn't, like, like for college coaches, it's a legit business. Like, that's what they get paid. If they play, if they, the team performs well, they make more money. They play more games, make more money, you know, get more boosters to give the baseball team money. And, like, I can't imagine – like having 35 guys on the team and each player you have to say like certain things to make them perform to like perform better I guess perform to their expectations like that's physically impossible I think in my opinion I think that's maybe I, I maybe I didn't articulate what I was yeah. trying to say I think yeah. there's a reason pitching coaches deal with pitchers there's a reason hitting yeah. coaches yeah. deal yeah, so I'm not saying group Players, based on their, their personality or, or what drives them or what motivates them or how they can take certain messages, it's not what I'm – I'm not saying categorize them, but, hey, this guy responds – you know, a head coach might say, hey, this guy responds well to you, go talk to him. Yeah. Or, and yeah. I think that is yeah, being okay. able yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to tailor as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're right, 35 guys on a roster, whatever, like it, it's impossible to – to, to curate a message for every, you know, for 35, you know, curate 35 different messages, yeah. but, hey, this guy responds well to you, go talk to him, or, yeah. Yeah. hey, you, you need to go get your guy here because whatever. Definitely, so. definitely. No, I agree with that 100%. Too. I, I just kind of was, yeah, just saying that it's tough. So on the, the topic of pitching coaches, take me inside of a mind visit. Take me inside what's said, what should be said, what would you say in a mind yeah. visit? Um, yeah, you never know. You never know what's going on. Yeah, no, it's they. I've had mound visits 
go every single direction you can think of, to be honest. Like, back in high school, uh, my, my, I really, I love my coach, my travel ball coach. He would always just come out to me and he, he would always just crack a joke. Cause I would always, not, not like stressed out, but just like, so I start to overthink and just kind of like get in my own head. And he kind of, not knew when to come out, but like, he, like if it ever started to struggle, he'd come out, he, like just calm it down a little bit. He said, hey, you know, you're good. Throw the ball down the middle, make him hit it. And I'm like, okay, you're good, you're right. And then in college, it got a little bit different just with, like I said, it's, it's a business for these coaches. Like that's how they make their money. So like it would be a little bit more, not stressful, but just like they, it would be a little more intense. Like and like then and then that's when you, I really started thinking about, like that's when where I guess the coach would start thinking about like different pitch sequences for different guys because they all studied these batters like days before. Like they would give me like what I'm gonna throw here. Like if I throw a ball, I'm gonna throw a fastball after that. If I throw a, that for a ball, I'm gonna throw a curveball. Like that's when I would, it would really start to get more thinking about like the situation instead of just throwing the baseball. Um, but like when I played summer ball, we, I, the, I mean the coach, he was the most calmest guy I've ever had in my life, and he would come out there, and he would. I don't. There was times in my in mid game, he would come out there, not say a word, hold the baseball, just. I, and I would be like, the first time it happened, I was like, what, like what is going on? He just would never say anything. He would just hold the baseball, like rub it around a little bit, and then. Me and the catcher would just sit there awkwardly for a little bit, and then give him the baseball back, and he would go back out. It, it was I've had it's went every single way for me. So it's been it was it was wild. It was weird for me. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess to answer part of the question without even getting into like personal experience, like the mound visit, like can there's multiple reasons for it. Obviously, like to give the guy a break for one to calm him down mentally is another huge one like settle him down or just like another uh, I guess like figure out what's the strategy you want to do for like this hitter right now with like without even throwing down signs like I've had that where they're like all right yeah what do you want to throw these next three pitches what are we doing or like throw this guy like all sliders because he can't hit it or something like that or just like talking about all right, you're gonna do a throwdown on this. Like strategy yeah. is another big one, but you're gonna step off on this. Yeah, or something like that for no reason. Yeah, Just but, but okay. <laughs> um, I'd say my high school ones were more stressful than college, just because like I wasn't as close with like with the coach, because like I was really close with my pitching coach in college, and he's the head coach at Lewis now, and I'm still I still talk to him all the time. My dad's actually in Florida right now, just visiting his friend. He went to the, watch them play because they're in Florida and he took a selfie with my coach <laughs> in the middle of the game. Like, that just shows, like, the relationship. Like, my coach, like, likes our... He loves my family and me. And he would just come out... And this is the same guy that motherfucked me, by the way. <laughs> but, like, he came out... Um, he would come out to a mountain visit and just look at me. the fuck's going on out here? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, so you kind of, like... It, it made you laugh. It, like, it, it made, made, made you laugh, laugh yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit to where, yeah. like, it eased you up. Um, but sometimes the what the fuck's going on out here would be like what the fuck's going on, on like the serious one. Yeah. So like, yeah, it just depended on the moment. But for the most part, they were like lighthearted because that was usually they're intense moments. Yeah, yeah, but usually like with me, it was like they need to either give me a break 
or like calm me down from something that just happened, I guess. But. Yeah. Coaches, what are some of the best things coaches told you guys and some of the worst things? Things that didn't help, things that weren't helpful versus things that you maybe carry into life now. Yeah, so my head coach in college, he I didn't really he was he wasn't the pitching coach. Obviously, I was a pitcher, um, but I was never like super close. Like we I mean, like he was my coach. Like I mean, we were like as close as a you know a coach and a like a normal a very normal relationship. Um, but like just like life lessons in general just you know be a good person like like you know be a man and just like just i can like remember like there's so there's, he's always said so many things that like i definitely have carried into my life now and like now after being done with college and not like having to be around him not not like him but just like kind of getting away from bradley like baseball and like now just like seeing him as like a person instead of my coach i the thing i can't say enough good things about this this man like he like everyone after i was done playing baseball at bradley i was trained i was in the transfer portal for a while and i remember i was i was talking to him just about like everything that happened and like he felt so bad obviously and then like i mean i was i was you know i was 21 years old like I was like, don't know what I'm going to do with my life after this. And he was like, hey, if there's anything you ever need, trust me, I will be here for you. Like, And, like, again, we were never, like, we weren't, like, it's not like me and him were, like, best friends when we were, you know, going do, doing everything. But, like, he taught me there's so many things that just he would just say and, like, how he would act. Like, what he would, like, he fucking dealt with a lot of shit in his life. Just, like, seeing, like, seeing him now, like, it's, it it was, it was... I still, like, if it wasn't for him, I don't know where I would be with my life, to be honest. Like, it would be, like, I don't know, I don't think I'd be working. I think I would be, you know, just kind of one of those, I don't want to say, like, bums, but just, like, I, like, I would just be, like, doing nothing with my life, basically, and just trying to, like, and not tr not wanting to do anything, but, like, he, like, kind of drove me to do it, and I really, and, like, I see him now, and me and him will talk for hours, and I've like yeah, I've talked with him more now since I've been out of college than when I was in college. Like and me and him would we just mess around with each other, like just you know like shoot the shit, like just and I would never do that when I was in college because I was like not like scared of him, but just like he's your head coach, like you gotta you know you, you can't. There's some things you can say to a coach, some things you can't say to a coach, and like now I can do it, and but I really can't say enough good things about him. And like at the time when I was in college. Not like him one bit, and but now, I man, I mean, I, that, he's I love that man. I really do. I really do. But yeah, yeah. I guess one of the things that one of my coaches in high school told me or taught me, I guess, which really wasn't a life lesson. It was more like a pitching lesson. It was because um, I'm always, I've never been like a, I've never had that like fu, like presence about me especially on the mound but my coach would force me to like pretend to have it and it 
just like switch on that persona yeah. when yeah. you get out there. I'm trying to do that too. And I, <laughs> yeah, I started doing it a <laughs> little bit, and it made a difference with me for sure. Like feeling like you're attacking every pitch instead of just like letting it go. Like you, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but like no, I, I know exactly. Yeah, what just have that like bulldog. I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't even know how to like word it. It's just <laughs> so, like, like you say if it's like you're having a bad day. You're throwing eighty five miles an hour. Yeah. You're just like, hey, this is gonna be the hardest eighty five you've ever seen in your life. Get it right down the yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, yeah, just yeah, yeah. F you, here it is. Like yeah, yeah. come try and come, hit it. Come hit this. Like, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So like he helped me with the mental side of that. And then my head coach at Lou or um pitching coach at Lewis, now the head coach, he showed me just like with his own actions, like resiliency can really pay off. And just, like, sticking to what you want. Like, if you want something, you, like, you can wait around for it a little bit, you know? Like, don't get impatient. Like, wait your turn in a way. Um, and just don't give up. Like, he was the assistant coach at Lewis for a long time. I don't even – up until, like, two years ago. And he was there since, like, 2014 or so. So, like, almost a decade maybe. He was the assistant, and he was just the hardest working dude ever. Um, very underpaid for what he was doing, um, but he just stuck through it and just grinded his ass off. And now he's the head coach. So like, just like, don't give up. Like, if it's not happening right away, like it might. Like, don't. It's it's definitely not going to happen if you give up. You know, so you might as well just keep trying if you really want it that bad. Yeah. So. One of the biggest pieces of advice I took from a coach, I go back to wrestling because I think wrestling taught me so many life lessons. Yeah. Kind of what you guys were, were talking about, about if here's my fastball, hit it. Yeah. Or, you know, kind of that you versus hitter type mentality. Mm. When I was out on the mat, like it was just me and another person. Yeah. It was just like, and he is trying to kick my ass. Yeah. So I'm not going to let him. Yeah. And... But I remember one practice, I had like the worst practice of all time. It was my senior year, like I was pretty good. I was state ranked, top 10 in the state. And my coach, he saw I was having a pretty bad practice. I was getting beat up on my teammates in the room that I would normally beat up on. And not only was it embarrassing, like I'm supposed to, like I'm state ranked, like what the fuck? Like, yeah, and I'm getting beat up by my teammates. And... Like, I, I think I was, I was so frustrated. It's probably the only time I've ever been so frustrated. I was, like, almost moved to tears. Yeah. And my coach came over to me. He told me, he goes, Tino, you can't. And my biggest goal was to qualify for the state tournament. And this was towards the beginning of the season. Feb, you know, February is when the state series is, the regional, sectional, state, how it is in Illinois. And he goes, Tino, like, you can't qualify for state in November. And just, like, those few words kind of stuck with me. And, well, because you got you to get better every day. Like, you're not, you can't take it all in one day. Like, I couldn't accomplish something in November that was meant for February. And I take that into my life even now. It's, there's going to be a time for all this. How do you prepare for that? Yeah. Like, how do you take it day by day and prepare for that, that moment? Because it's going to come. Like, are you ready for it? Did you do the work? And it'll show, come, you know, my, my, you know, and whatever it is in life, your February is going to come. Did you do that work starting in November to get there? Yeah. So I, that's something that I take 
into my life like every day. There's a lot of personality traits I, I notice in pitchers. I see Max Scherzer, even Trevor Bauer, guys that I grew up watching, Carlos Zambrano, like this mentality, these strong personality traits. What do you guys have that, that made you guys successful pitchers? Like what what personality or mentality did you guys carry that kind of, you know, that you can compare to, to guys like that? Um, I guess for me, like, I mean, I had that, like, bulldog persona, but it wasn't, like, actually me. It was just a show, you know? I was the same way. Yeah. yeah. And it was, like... For some reason, I was thinking I needed to do it. Yeah. But, but the thing that I did on purpose that I think did help me was I was an extremely fast worker on the mound. Like, I was really quick, got the ball, and went. Like, the less thinking I could do, the better... Because the second you overthink, you overanalyze, and then you just mess with yourself. You just made me realize I was I took so long to throw baseball. Yeah, it took me ten minutes to throw baseball. Yeah. <laughs> and like, pitch clock. Correct? I mean, you would have benefited I from the pitch clock. Just, <laughs> I would have loved it. But like, could've I mean, been better could have been better. It's all right. Um, I had like some OCD with like practicing to where like I would just be in a mirror like looking at my arm slot, like. I burned it into my brain to where I didn't need to think about it to where I could just go and yeah. I would just be so fast that I'm only thinking about like what is the catcher putting down right now? Do I want to throw that? Yeah, okay, here we go and like that's it. Yeah. I was yeah, I was a little bit different. Um there was a point in my like baseball career where I tried to be like a bulldog kind of like and it just did not work out. Like I, it was just too like awkward. Like, I don't know. It, it was just weird. It was really. It was really weird. <laughs> no, not like that. But just like, just didn't work out. And but like when I pitched my best, it was me just like slowing my fucking heart down. Like just and like it. it like I could have. I could have been on my ninth inning of pitching, and I would just be. You know, I like just be out there throwing a baseball basically. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything. You know, like crazy. Like wouldn't do any like velo twirls or anything like that like i wouldn't like really say anything i would just be up on the mound just you know going through the motions not i don't want to say going through the motions but just like throw just like throwing the baseball yeah just throwing the baseball and then like you know i would you know get out of my inning go sit down i wouldn't really talk and i would like I, that's what i needed i didn't talk to anyone when i pitched that was my one thing hated to talk to people um which is kind of weird because you know i like to talk a lot now but like when I pitched, I just needed just to sit down, and like I wouldn't even think about like the think about me pitching. I would just sit down, think of just about the most random things you could think of, just like life, like just a bunch of weird stuff. But like that, when I pitched my best, that's what I would do. I would just kind of go. I would throw, get my get on my inning, walk back to the dugout, sit down, you know, get back up right before I was about to go out, you know, do some stretches a little bit, get a little bit loose. And then go out there, pitch, same thing. That's literally all I would do. I, I, and then when I, when I, when I tried to be a bulldog and like, it just, it was not the way, like, I was, I don't know, I was, I guess I was supposed to pitch. I don't know. And it, it was, it, and it felt weird for me to do it. 
It really felt really weird. It felt uncomfortable and awkward. <laughs> I like it because my coach, like the guy that would that told me to do it, he was just like hilarious old guy with like a raspy <laughs> voice, and I would just hear him from the dugout, "Be a bulldog." <laughs> so I just feel like, "All right, here we go." And so yeah, he would kind of like hold on get me in the middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. get me in the mood for it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a, yeah. wasn't me. I would, I'd be smiling on my mom, just be like, "Hey, Chips, I'm yeah. fun." <laughs> I was always in a good mood. I was never like it. Yeah. No, like I would, yeah, I would just be like. It wasn't even like being an asshole. It was just like, oh, be a bulldog. Okay, so that means like mentally be a bulldog. Like, don't like flick somebody off. No, <laughs> like, no, no, not like that. Nothing like that. But just like, <laughs> just like, like I just like I don't know. Like I would just like yeah. I, like I wouldn't even like think about anything. It's just a mindset. It would, like it would be. It was weird. Like my head would literally go blank. Yeah. I was pitching my best. Like I I couldn't remember yeah. what I was thinking about. Like yeah. I wouldn't think about the pitches. I wouldn't think about anything. Catcher would put it down. I'd throw it. Ball back, he hit it, he hit it, and then uh, it was it was weird. Yeah, it was really strange, but yeah, but the bulldog thing really <laughs> wasn't for me. <laughs> so, Division One pitcher, D two pitcher, Cape Cod League experience, all GLVC two times, all decade team at Lewis from twenty ten to twenty nineteen that that decade. What's your biggest advice to someone who wants to be that next Division One pitcher, that wants to be the next all-decade team at their respective school that they, they attend? I think, um, yeah. So I think now in Division One, you know, with all the transfers going on, like, I mean, at mid-majors, like, there's guys that are 25, like, older than I am right now that are still somehow playing college baseball, like, I can't stress it enough. Like, when I was in okay, when I was in high school, like, I don't want to say ju- like junior college was like frowned upon, but more it there was like a depends where. Yeah, it depends where, obviously, but like, you know, like you oh like some guy would be going to well, like McHenry or something like that. Like oh like you know he's just trying to prolong his career by two years. Like that's what that's what happened when I was in college or when I was in high school. But like now, like they're legit legit like prospects playing at these like junior colleges like like people that could get drafted after one year there and it's like especially now with all these people like transferring like and with COVID how it messed everything up like I can't like go to a school where you know you'll play right away and also where you have a real connection with the coaches and you believe that they can not only make you like a better baseball player, but make you a better just person in general, to be honest. And like for me, like, yeah, like looking back, and I wish I went to junior college just to kind of get like the like mentally, to kind of figure out like how to pitch, like like how to pitch at the next level. And like that's, that's something I kind of like going from high school, you know, I'd be just you know not even thinking about it, just you know th- throwing, and it just worked out. But like. Then you go to college, and then, like, you're playing legit, legit guys that are going to get drafted in the, you know, top five rounds. And now it's a little bit more different. You can't just throw, you know, your 80-mile-per-hour change-up down the middle anymore. You have to, you know, kind of find spots and stuff like that. Like, But, like, learning learning just, like, yeah, how to just play the game at the next level. Like, you got to – I have to think it's very important to find that in a school. And then – but also, like – you know, your co- the coaches have the, you have to connect with your coaches. You have to connect with them so much. Like you're gonna be, they're gonna be your coaches for two plus years. 
Like if you're not connecting with them and you're not, it's not going to make you want to be better to be honest. So just, yeah, I was like, connect with the coaches. And if, if you're going to play, if find a place you're going to play right away. And yeah, that's my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is one of the things that I touch on at work when I talk to kids. It's like, throw the Roman numeral away. It doesn't matter because it's literally the only thing that matters is you growing and developing. You, what, you want to say you went to the school to flex on people? Well, guess what? You threw one inning and you didn't, or you didn't play at all. It's like, cool, you got the shirt and I see you wearing it to the gym but you're not playing. That's not very cool. Yeah. Like, it's cool that I guess you can go there, but it, like, you know, it's like, go where you're going to play. First of all, go where you're going to develop. Cause if your goals really are to get to the next level, you have to play in order to develop. You have to be good. Yeah. So, and you're guess not, you're not going to be an average college baseball yeah. player. You gotta, you gotta be the top, you know, 1% yeah, of they're not, baseball. They're not drafting. <laughs> yeah. They're not drafting dudes. that don't play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's literally, well, the other thing is like, or one of the other things that there's ballers at every level, oh. literally, legitimately. Like, I mean, it's partially our job now to see, like, I mean, we're seeing where these kids go from the high school ranks and left and right kids going all over the place that it could all go division one. You know, it's like, just throw the Roman numeral away. If you're good enough to make it to the next level. And if that's your goal, that's their job to find you. Yeah. That they literally their only job, the scouts, is to find you. And like they will, like scouts aren't stupid. They're gonna find like yeah. MLB scouts aren't like they they you don't think they like there's guys from Division Three NAIs okay. or something like that. I mean this so day drafted like pretty high. In this day and age, a scout, a coach picks up the phone. They oh, got ten. Yeah. Like, they got like, ten names on, just like that. For five seconds, you'll see sixty-five names that from you know some random NAI school yeah. in the middle of like. You know Idaho, that is like legit, and you know he's gonna go to the pros one day. It's just like there's nothing. There's don't do anything with. You can't think about D two, D three, D one. Like it means nothing. You just get you know you get cool stuff if you're on D one, but like it really means nothing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think it's immature to write off a school because of their division. I agree. Which is what I did and which is why I think it's immature because I know the exact mindset that I had when I did it. Then I know that these kids are thinking the same thing. There were schools that I didn't even text back. Oh, same. I didn't text Illinois Springfield back the first time they contacted me. And guess what? Now they're an absolute wagon in Division 2. Go go yeah, after, right? After, after Bradley. Yeah, didn't even text him back because, no, you're yeah. not Division 1. I'm not no. going to... Why would saying, I go to you? I was, this, I was sign up somewhere in the same boat, I would say. Yeah. A little bit. Like, not like... I definitely wanted to go D1. Just... It was... Yeah. Be Everyone does. Yeah, Everyone does. But, it. like, I promise you, look past that and go where is best for you. Yeah. Like... It just it does not matter, like the Roman numeral. No, not one bit. The thing about not like bl- uh, about like blowing off a school. Uh, just never do it because coaches talk. So like you blew off that D three. Guess what? That D three is also probably watching a game next to that D one you want to go to, and they're gonna shoot the shit. And they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I talked to him. He didn't text me back." He's gonna be like, "Oh really?" And then he'll write you off. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like coach, everyone knows everyone in the yeah. baseball world. You know, the pro scouts know the NAI coach from you know no, oh, yeah. middle of nowhere. Everyone knows everyone. 
Mm-hmm. Like you guys all know, like you, yeah. so many people that we just you see it so many times, and mm-hmm. you're just like, kind of start to get to know each other, and then you start talk about random players, and then you hear some things, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. that yeah. might suck, mm-hmm. like personally, yeah, as a person, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. talent wise, he's good, but he sucks as a person. Yeah. I don't want to recruit him anymore. <laughs> and that actually does matter, like, yeah. at you as a person. Like, I have a a story of a personal teammate of mine at Lewis. He was a very good player out of um, De Pere, Wisconsin. Yeah, you have a mascot out of here. I do not know. Arnold, come on. Um, <laughs> he uh, was a really good bat, lefty lefty outfielder, uh, could really swing it, and he did at Lewis. He was also all decade. Um, <laughs> he um, had Minnesota out to watch him. He didn't know they were there. Yeah. He tells us me. He's told us the story multiple times. He like rolled over, goes to third base, or runs to first base, throws his helmet down. Watches it dribble up to the fence, looks up, Minnesota. And the coach just walks off. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. like, it ma- it actually yeah. matters. Like, you, wow. you, they think, yeah. like, no, I'm good enough. Like, they won't care. They care a lot. doesn't matter mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah. Like, no, you know, like, you know, you hear all these coaches. Like, when back when we were in, like, like, high, like middle school, high school, like, coaches are always watching, you know? Yeah, and you are. think, like, oh, I bet you they are. Like, they purposely. They really, out. they, tr- like, I don't want to sound like, you know, like an old baseball guy, but, like, they really are. They watch – they don't even, like – if they're coming to watch you, they know you're good enough to play there. But if they're watching you, they're trying to see, like, hey, how does he, like, react to, like, bad situations? Like, yeah. not everyone's going to go, you know, three for three with two bombs and a triple or something like that. Yeah. Like, they want, they want to see you go 0 for 4, yeah. two strikeouts, uh, like, you know, and two little shitty ground outs to the, you know – and they want to see how like how you react to that. If you react good, like I'm not gonna say that like oh you're getting a scholarship right away, but like you're gonna be that's gonna be something to remember instead of you you know going two for three mm-hmm. with two home runs or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's something what I've realized, especially like what we do now. Like you just talk to coaches and there's some legit dudes that just they're like they just think they're so much better than they actually are, and they just for some reason don't. Not like hustle or try or whatever it is, and they get wrote off real quick, mm-hmm. real quick from college coaches. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> what makes your guys' story unique in their own way, but also super achievable for the person that wants to be the next Isaiah Glidden and Peter Hammett? Tough one. Well, I'm going to start off with unique. You know, I mean, in high school, I was, you know, I was one of the better players in the state. And, uh, you know, I got, like, a bunch of attention from colleges, like, certain, like, you know, even, like, eighth, like eighth grade, freshman year. That's when, like, I forgot, like, my first calls from, like, D1 schools. I'm like, what, like, what the heck is going on? Um, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. It was strange. But, like, it wasn't, like, serious, but, like, they would, like, talk to me, and I was, like, or, like, talk to my family, I guess. And I don't know. It was it was definitely, like, strange. But, like, did they never, I didn't get, like, my first, I didn't get my first offer until I was a freshman in high school. But it was, it was, a, it was my hometown, you know, hometown school. So it's not Milwaukee, UW-Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to get out, so I had a, I didn't, I didn't. Obviously, didn't accept it. Um, 
But yeah, so I was, you know, one of the, like the guys in the state were like, oh, like, I was like, I was just a good baseball player. Went to college. I thought it was gonna be the same thing. You know, I'd be the, not the best, but like I'd be a solid college baseball player. And then after that, you know, like could get drafted. You know, or could go, could go to the pro somehow. Whatever, whatever way it took me. But then, like getting to college, you're like, I touched on this earlier, but just like you're like, holy fuck, I'm not that good. Got to figure it out. But and then like, I mean, I didn't like when I was in college. I didn't. I mean, I pitched probably. 15 innings, I think, in my three years I was there. Maybe actually, probably a little bit more, like 20, less than 20. And just, like, I definitely, like, I could have pitched more. Going back, that's the mental thing. I could have pitched more mentally, so fucked up. Um, but just, like, I think that's how it was, like, pretty unique. Just, like, kind of just, like, the, the mental side of everything. Like, it is... It's so much more than people, like, actually, like, think. You think, like, you, you see all these guys playing baseball. You think, like, they pretty much look like robots. And, like, that, but that's kind of what you need to do. Like, especially as a pitcher, like, you're expected to go out there and shove. Because baseball's, like, hitting a baseball might be the hardest thing to do in sports. Expected to go out there, throw it down the middle. Or not throw it down the middle, but, you know, get outs, pitch your innings. <laughs> but, like, and it's just, like, you know, and then, it like, it just – College just like messed me up mentally, not in, like a not in, like a bad, not in, like that bad of a way, but just like, just me like like kind of thinking like, oh, you know, not supposed to be here, I'm not that good, you know, just like, I'm just here just because I got lucky, whatever, whatever it was, and I think that kind of makes it unique in a certain extent. Um, but yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, everyone is different, obviously, but I guess one of the main things that I just see with my day-to-day and I can kind of relate to me is, like, don't compare yourself to others, like, ever. That was my problem. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, (laughs) like, everyone blooms at a different time, you know? Like, I was kind of a late bloomer. Like, I was still a good high school player, like, I was still getting good love, but I didn't actually, like, develop until college. And, like, I always would kind of compare my, compare myself to, like, guys in the state. And it was like, man, these guys are just better than me. That was kind of, like, not imposter syndrome either, but, like, just the last thing, you're you. You're not, you don't need to compare yourself to anyone, like, the only thing that you need to worry about is just finding a spot for you because the coaches, like, yeah, they might be comparing you to other people, but, like, that doesn't mean that they don't like you for you, even if that, like, you think they're better than you. They might not see it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get wrapped up in comparing yourself because everyone has their own set of skills. Everyone has their own things that makes them different. Like, just comparing yourself I mean it's like one of the worst things you can do but guys that was awesome appreciate you taking the time is there anything else we we didn't talk about that people need to hear um